join the Arts Master and make things together. Welcome to our brand new podcast, where we'll be introducing some incredible tutors in a wide variety of arts and crafts. I'm your host, Sam Tanous, and I'm the organiser of Arts Master. I'm also an artist and a tutor in fibre art techniques, so I'm doubly excited to be recording these interviews. All our guests on this podcast will be part of the new Arts Master School of Arts and Crafts that opens in October this year. We're hosting our first long weekend of workshops, as well as a maker's market in the Blue Mountains of New South Wales. Our workshops offer in-depth tuition over a whole day or two or three days, depending on your choice. Most classes offer a comprehensive kit of materials and you will take home some amazing handmade items. Enrolments for all of our workshops are now open online at artsmuster.com.au. Today's chat is with ceramic artist John Hattam, who delves into the spiritual side of making. John has written extensively on mindfulness and he appreciates a Japanese aesthetic for more than how it looks. John and his business partner run Gatikara Studio and Gallery in Bulabara in the Blue Mountains. Hi John and welcome to Arts Muster. Hi Sam, thank you. It's good to be here. Yeah, we're absolutely thrilled to have you as part of our first ever event. Um, you'll be teaching joyful Japanese ceramics over a course of three days and uh, we'd love to let people know a little bit about your background as, a, as an artist and also what they might expect from, from signing up to the class. So um, why don't we start with what brought you to ceramics in the first place? Um, certainly. I, I think I'll just start a little bit um, before then. So my background is in human rights advocacy and in politics. And I did um, a stint of work in corporate America, working for some large uh, corporations. And I wanted to do something that was more relaxing and involved less um, decision-making of an ethical nature. And so I found ceramics, I found a very good teacher. And after the second or third class with her she said to me whatever you're doing in, in your life you should stop it and just do this and so I took her advice and um, I found myself uh, very much at home it felt like I had been doing ceramics for you know hundreds of years and um, what came very naturally to me was the the Japanese aesthetic uh, in terms of its it's minimalism, it's human expression, um, the emotionality of it, uh, as well as the honesty of it. So, um, so my background as an artist um, is, uh, is in ceramics, um, but also uh, I have been a writer for, for quite a while um, and I've um, written on um, mindfulness and meditation, uh, hence the mindful Japanese ceramics. Um, my background in, in the States um, also had to do with mindfulness and meditation. And I found an opportunity here to bring the two together. And there seems to be a lot of receptivity to that. There seems to be a lot of synergy between those two things as well, because uh, I think uh, in recent years, especially, there's been more of a realization of the 
the healing powers and the, the the health benefits, not just physically and but also mentally, of engaging in creative arts. So they they do go well together, don't they? They absolutely do, and um, you're you're very accurate with the synergy of uh, mindfulness healing and ceramics. I find that actually working with clay, because it is the earth that you're working with, it does have an ability to connect us uh, to something that is very visceral, primordial, and very positive for us. It's really a, a, a part of our identity that is millions of years old. And I, uh, when I work with people in my studio and workshops, uh, I find that their energy does change uh, relatively quickly when they are working with clay um, because of its healing uh, power, not just only as not only as a material, but also in terms of what they're actually doing. They're making forms and shapes that are very much part of our very long history as human beings. Yes, because they 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 have a function as well as an aesthetic. Yes, of course, and um, you know the the ceramics that that. I uh, plan on sharing with people um, that the art muster very much has to do with finding um, the balance between something that is very functional and long lasting um, and also quite beautiful to look at. If, if you wish to put it on a shelf and look at it, it can um, function as an object of art um, as well as being something that you use in your everyday uh, life that is beautiful to look at and beautiful to touch and beautiful to use. Yeah. What is it about the Japanese aesthetic particularly that, that attracts you? Um, I have been trying to find the answer to that question <laughs> myself. I, I do not know in all honesty because it is just something that I am attracted to and it seems to be a natural expression. It's like trying to say why you're in love with someone. Um, you know, you can give some, you know, what seems like logical answers, but I think there's something that is in us that is very, very uh, visceral and, and instinctive and genetic that makes us like something. And I just find myself not so much attracted to something because it is Japanese, but I find that what I am attracted to, um, whether it be ceramics or um, printmaking or, or other forms of art, end up being Japanese. So um, uh, I think it's just, it seems to be a very instinctive thing for me. And what are some of, could you use some words to describe the commonality amongst those things that, that fit a Japanese aesthetic? What are some of the, the qualities that represent a Japanese aesthetic? So, um, th of course, this is my own personal take on it. The way that I see the Japanese aesthetic and the commonality between these different art forms is thoughtfulness, patience, deliberateness, um, striving to do the best that you can as a human being, being very present and mindful and um, having an attitude that is not one of frustration or trying to be productive, but having an attitude of a real appreciation 
for beauty and the human being's ability to produce something that is very, very endearing and attractive. And so when the people who sign up to your class at Arts Muster will be able to take themselves on quite a journey of three days with you, with their hands in the earth and uh, and being incredibly present. I, th- I think that's something that's always attracted me about going to creative workshops is allowing myself those two or three days, whatever the length of the class may be, to really commit myself to a creative practice for that amount of time. How do you encourage your students to get the most out of that? So uh, we would be doing some very specific practices that allow us to really um, get in touch with um, the natural joy that we have as human beings. When we as human beings stop the uh, sort of uh, continuous discursive thinking that we, we have been socialized to engage in, there is a space and a peacefulness that's actually very natural to us that emanates a lot of joy. Um, that is the most important aspect of, of working um, in the workshop because without joy, it is, it is not really possible to create something that can resonate with you for decades and resonate with others. And that really is the, um, the fulcrum of the workshop. It is how to get in touch with our natural joy and how to then use that joy to create um, pieces that represent that joy. Sounds absolutely beautiful. Um, <clears throat> so if we just switch into a, uh, a different mode for a moment, what are the techniques that uh, you'll be teaching students? So, um, so because this is a, a workshop um, that is not in my studio, we will be doing a lot of hand building. Um, we'll be making some um, some works that that can be created um, basically at your kitchen table if that's what you wanted to do. And of course, that is a way um, for people to then take on whatever skill that they learn into their their day to day life as a way of. of continuing to practice joy, but also to build up their skills as ceramicists. And um, hand building, of course, includes uh, working from slabs. It works coil, it includes coil building. It includes using molds, um, slip casting. And there'll be a number of of things that um, different students will be attracted to. And I try to keep uh, a little bit of a, of a, a, a menu of options for people to work with what resonates with them the most uh, in order for them to really get the most out of the the workshop. So it sounds like it's suitable for beginners. Absolutely. It is suitable um, for beginners and people who have a lot of people who, who study with me have wanted to do ceramics for a long time and they're worried about um, their skills and then they discover that actually, if you're a human being, uh, you are uh, well suited to be creating uh, ceramics because it's, it is such a intrinsic part of our of our humanity. Um, and so, uh, regardless of skill level, people are very welcome, and I'm sure that they're going to get a lot out of it. Yes, um, ceramics, making things from the earth, is uh, a very ancient part of human culture. 
Um, and as is felting, I'm a felt artist primarily and, you know, making felt is also quite an ancient technique um, and I think connecting us to our humanity is something that um, creativity can do on so many levels. Um, so encouraging people to let go of their fears uh, is, is very important for us as tutors um, to allow people to explore that creative side of themselves without being too worried about failure or, um, or not being able to, to get it right. Absolutely. You know, with, with clay, the wonderful thing is that if you're trying to achieve a particular form and you don't achieve that form on the first try or the second try, you can keep trying because you just need the clay and start again. And with the Japanese aesthetic, there's a lot of forgiveness because what is uh, of primary importance is that you are expressing how you are in that moment. And if you are expressing that honestly and um, to the best of your ability, then it, it, there's no such thing as success or failure. There's just you and what you have created. And especially in ceramics, there, there's a lot of evidence of the hand of the maker. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, again, that, that also goes to that it is a, a, a medium of human expression in, in which you are um, putting your emotions um, and your, your skill into something that, uh, you know, you could use and other people could use. And, uh, you know, Shoji Hamada, who's uh, one of my favorite um, Japanese uh, ceramics teachers, um, said that you must make your work with joy in your heart. And, you know, he didn't, he didn't talk so much about, uh, of course, he talked about skills and, and techniques, etc. But uh, to him, that was the primary way in which people should engage ceramics, uh, to make them joyfully. And if you make something with joy, when you use it or others use it, they will feel that. Oh, I wish I could do your class. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, so you've you've spent some time in the United States, and you've mentioned you also spent some time growing up in Scotland. Um, it was there uh, an experience um, that brought you to the Blue Mountains in Australia? Um, well, I uh, was attracted to the Blue Mountains in Australia because of the uh, Buddhist community that exists here. And um, that's part of my, my practice and my value system. And I feel uh, uh, very much at home here. I have never met friendlier people in my life. And I have never made friends as quickly anywhere in my life as I have here. I feel very, very fortunate and I can't see myself living anywhere else. And do you, uh, so you've got a studio in Bulaburra and uh, you hold classes there. Yes. Um, how can people find out about those classes if they can't make it to Arts Muster or if they want to continue their practice with you? Um, well, they're welcome to, uh, uh, to call me. Um, they're welcome to find me on Facebook or Instagram under the Gatikara Studio Ceramics uh, handle. Um, and uh, they're also welcome to just come and drop by at 5 Noble Street. Um, I'm here Tuesday through Saturday, and um, I do teach from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. on those days. So there are a lot of opportunities for people 
to continue their practice, whether they're shift workers or they, you know, work a, a full-time job and have to commute into the city. Uh, that's why I have Saturdays available. I do have a lot of um, professionals who come in on Saturday and uh, practice ceramics in the studio. I can imagine that that would be the perfect end to a busy corporate week. Yes. <laughs> yes, we do. Um, you know, it's it's really a, a lovely community that has developed in the studio. People uh, bring their their joys and they bring their experiences. We talk about family. We talk about work. And uh, we um, learn from one another, um, from our life experiences. And um, I just feel very, very fortunate to be in a position to facilitate this space for people and to share the skills that I have with them. Well, we at Arts Master are incredibly grateful to have you on board as well and helping us to build a new community of like-minded people around uh, creative endeavours and creative expression. We'll put all of your contact details on uh, the description of this podcast so that people will be able to find you. Um, and, of course, they can always come to artsmuster.com.au to find uh, contact details there as well. Thank you so much for your time today, John. It's been an absolute pleasure talking to you about your practice and, uh, and your philosophy of ceramics. Thank you, Sam. It's been my pleasure. And I, I want to say how grateful I am that you um, have taken this step to uh, re-enliven a lot of the arts here in a, in a way that is very accessible to people. And I hope that for all our sakes that you um, are very, very successful in this endeavor as I uh, uh, feel very strongly that you will be. Thanks for spending time with us today. To find out about our range of arts and crafts workshops being offered at Arts Muster 2019, please visit our website at artsmuster.com.au. This year's classes will be held on October 5, 6 and 7 from 9.30am until 4pm. This year we're offering ceramics, screen printing, bookbinding, felting, art quilts, plant dyeing, hand embroidery, whittling, sustainable fashion and small 3D collage. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe now. We look forward to seeing you at Arts Muster.